every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Falkenstein, and uh, one of your hosts here on the Made for Missions podcast. And I'm here again with my good friend, Ken Watmore. How are you doing today, Ken? I'm doing great. Good. Good morning. Yeah, thanks for uh, uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. We've got a great episode for you. Uh, actually, we've got another one of these uh, interview episodes. And uh, I just so enjoy interviewing these folks, many of whom are on the field. And in fact, uh, this episode we've got for you today is there's a, a ministry called Forefront Experience. And it's another one of these uh, ministries that I've gotten to know through Twitter. And just send them a direct message. And they were so kind to get me in touch with the the their director, a guy by the name of Matt, and Matt is in Uganda, believe it or not. So that was kind of a cool deal to be able to talk to somebody. You know, we're here in uh, Metro Metro Denver, and uh, he was in Uganda. So that was uh, that was great. And the interview, I think everyone's going to really enjoy it. It was such a great such a great interview. Uh, before we get to the interview, Ken, I just thought I'd mention to everyone that you know we've had some issues with the the iTunes functionality and apparently we were just doing some things wrong and <laughs> you know it's interesting how you have to dial that in just so and get the the feed to the the podcast just so and send it to them and so we've gotten all that figured out and I know for me that you know once you find a podcast that you like and you subscribe I mean iTunes is just such a fantastic tool because right you know uh i've got five or six and whenever there's new content it just it just downloads automatically i mean it's actually quite incredible in that yeah absolutely really something and it's something you look forward to when that new one comes out you want to hear it yeah that's right it's like a good book <laughs> yeah that's exactly right and you know it can really replace traditional radio in the car even because you can just connect your phone to the the car now and listen to those so anyway just wanted to mention that the the itunes functionality is now working perfectly if uh you're interested you can just search made for mission made for missions podcast and uh you'll find the podcast uh no problem so uh so just wanted to mention that um so uh, on to the interview uh so i i've had a fantastic conversation about a 20 minute conversation with uh, Matt, and uh, Matt is the director of Forefront Experience. Um, you can find out about them on Twitter. It's just Forefront EXP. They're at Forefront EXP and then get to the, all their content. But really what they do, and Matt mentions this, but they offer two-year 
missions programs for really for kind of young adults. Like I didn't get the sense it's folks in their twenties. And so, uh, and so, and I asked him the same, what we're calling the made for missions, three questions. And I just really enjoyed his, uh, answers and the conversation. So let's get on to the interview and, uh, hope you all enjoy it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have another fantastic, uh, interview for you. Uh, We've got Matt uh, with us with a ministry called Forefront Experience, and uh, actually Matt and I met just really over Twitter. I'm I'm, lear- I'm meeting a lot of fantastic uh, new friends via that great tool, and so um, Matt, you're actually coming to us uh, overseas somewhere, aren't you? Yes, I am. I am currently in the, the beautiful city of Kampala in Uganda. Oh, that's great. How are things in Uganda this time of year? Is it the same seasons as we have here in the United States, or is it like Australia where we've got kind of opposites? No. Well, really, there there are just about no seasons at all. Oh. <laughs> rainy season or not rainy season. Uh, and so the weather the weather fluctuates somewhere between 80 and 90 degrees all year, uh, so it doesn't get too cool. It doesn't get too hot. It's it's actually pretty great. The climate here uh, is really fantastic. So, in other words, you've you've pretty much decided to when you first went there, you just left all your sweaters at home. Yes, yeah, the, yeah. There was there was no winter attire needed. Uh, <laughs> That's great. You do miss you miss you miss fall and you miss things like that, but you can't complain when you wear shorts and a short sleeve. Yeah, that's great. Well, Matt, you know, I think you understand sort of how we do these interviews. Uh, we have what we call the made for missions three questions, and it sounds like in you and I talking that uh, that these are the same kinds of things that you guys are, are, uh, are talking about in your own organization. So uh, before we get to the questions, uh, give me just a real quick overview about your organization and kind of what you guys are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So Forefront Experience is a two-year on-the-field training program for young adults. Uh, We train the the young adults, our participants, on how to use their vocation and the things that God has given them uh, passion about or or things that they have skills in, stuff like that. Uh, to reach unreached people or to mobilize local people to other unreached people. So uh, we're looking to, to train a generation of people for a lifetime of fruitful ministry. And that's kind of, that's kind of what we do. That's, that's the basis of our ministry. Oh, that's great. So these young people, are they participating in your programs in sort of a short-term trip of some kind? And then with the idea that they kind of use those skills to kind of move on through the course of their lives? Yes. Yeah, so, well, the, the program itself is two years. And so it's, it's more of a, it's more of what we would call kind of a midterm option, uh, somewhere in between uh, a, a short-term trip that might be two weeks or six weeks, whatever it is, somewhere between there and saying, I'm giving my, my I'm giving this my lifetime. And um, mm. what we want to do is we want to give people the experience of what it looks like to live overseas for a period of time that's long enough to understand uh, what that type of sacrifice means and, and give them a realistic depiction of uh, missions. And, and so that's what, uh, that's what we do. That's really great. 
<laughs> That's really great. And I think you're right. So, you know, two years, uh, it's not just a six week summer trip, right? I mean, that's two, uh, two years. That's, yeah, that's, that seems like it's just about the right amount of time to get kind of the, the full experience. Yeah. And, you know, for, for young people, two years might as well be a lifetime. And so it's, uh, it's one of those things where even, even two years is, is for young people what seems like a very, very long time. Uh, but, but trying to instill in young adults the need to look down, uh, look down the, the corridor of time and look to the future and prepare themselves uh, for a lifetime of ministry. And that's what we're looking to do is just help them establish roots and understand how to use vocation to reach unreached people. Uh, and then also just how to use vocation to, to make disciples and to reach people and do those things. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, I'm excited to hear, because uh, I know you had said that these same questions, you guys are sort of wrestling with these same things. So uh, let's get into these three questions. I'm really interested to know what you think. So our number one question that we ask in terms of uh, what we call our, our, our three questions, given the passages of Scripture that address the Great Commission, do you believe that the Great Commission is a command that Jesus gives to all Christians? Uh, so the simple answer would be yes. Um, I think complete, uh, robust understanding of the gospel includes God's heart for the nation. And um, I think that you have to look, you look at you look at like the question says if you look at just the Great Commission passages. So the most the most familiar Matthew 28. Uh, if you look at that passage, but then you look at the other passages as well, where Jesus gives this great commission. You have another passage in Luke 24, and then of course in, in Jesus' last words, Acts chapter one. You're seeing Jesus in his last few days on earth, several different times, telling his disciples that what they're supposed to be about is going and preaching to all nations. Uh, and, and so these Great Commission passages really show us that, that Jesus wants the people, after he has come and after he has defeated sin and death, he wants people now to go other, tell other people. You, you can't, I don't think you can minimize the fact that the last thing that Jesus says is that people should go to the ends of the earth. And so I, I think, I think the only the only answer that you can come up with is, is yes, it is, it is a responsibility. Uh, the Great Commission is a responsibility for all believers. Uh, and then I think, I mean, if you go, if you go further back, even beyond just the Great Commission, even beyond, you know, just those, those few verses, if you look at the bulk of the entirety of Scripture, I don't think that you can make a case against how passionate God is for the nation. Uh, I mean, God is, God is absolutely about his fame in all of the earth. And so it's our responsibility as believers to do everything that we can to be obedient to that call and to see God's glory in all of the earth. Uh, and, and so I think, yes, it, it is a responsibility for all believers. That's great. That is great. So, Ken, I hope that you're enjoying the, the interview as much as I did. I thought we could just uh, take a little break. Boy, when you get into really what the Great Commission is, uh, we're finding a lot of similar answers, aren't we? Absolutely. I think it's, you know, this is great because getting the perspective from someone who is actually on the 
front lines, yeah, on the so field, speak, yeah, is is unique. And at the same time, like you mentioned, you get similar answers. So um, there's there's a common thread here, uh, regardless of where you're at. But uh, the perspective from someone in action is uh, is pretty unique and uh, interesting to hear. That's right. So uh, we'll get right back to the interview uh, right after this. Hi, Tom Moeller again. I'm often stricken by the passion of the missionaries of the 1800s. They had a clear understanding of the Great Commission command and their responsibility to obey. Listen to a couple of these quotes from these missionary heroes. Hudson Taylor, the first Western missionary to go into the inland provinces of China. The Great Commission is not an option to be considered. It is a command to be obeyed. Or how about Henry Martin? missionary to India and Persia. The spirit of Christ is the spirit of missions. The nearer we get to him, the more intensely missionary we become. It is the same spirit that Mike Falkenstein and the Made for Missions team brings to their calling to mobilize Christians toward the Great Commission. For those who want to join Mike and the team with that same zeal, I would encourage you to visit MikeFalkenstein.com and peruse the website and join Mike and his team in mobilizing Christians toward the Great Commission. Well, Matt, I'm wondering on your your answer to uh, question one, you know, sometimes I ask sort of a uh, question 1B, which is I've had some people who have said that the Great Commission is not a command that Jesus gives to Christians, but to the church instead, that the responsibility lies within the church uh, and then, of course, there's this whole, well, the church is full of people. I mean, that, do you make any distinction between, you know, the church, church's responsibility versus individual Christians' responsibility in the uh, obeying the command of the Great Commission? Um, you, you know, I think, I think that, yes, church is missions. The responsibility of the church is to send as many people out to as possible but I, I don't know. I, personally, I think I would see that kind of just as, as semantics between individual and the church being a body because the church is made up of individuals, and the individual responsibility within the church is, is still the same as the responsibility. Uh, it's just carried out in a different way. And so I would think, I would think it's, it's both and. I think the, the, the responsibility is for individual believers but also for the church as a whole, and they should be working together to see that to see that purpose that goal met which is proclaiming the truth of the gospel to all nations mm, that's good all right so our question number two kind of takes this a little bit farther and and states furthermore what is the follower of Jesus's responsibility in knowing about the Great Commission and his or her responsibility to obey it especially given passages like John 1415 which if you remember, Jesus states, uh, if you love me, you'll follow my commands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think what I would say initially is that it is, it's impossible to obey a command that you've never heard. But the flip side of that is that if you've, if you've been given a command and you didn't hear it, that doesn't mean that you still aren't bound by that command. Uh, and so, and so if, if, I'm a, if I'm a soldier and my commanding officer tells me something to do and I don't hear it, that doesn't mean that I'm then not responsible for that, that command. 
Uh, and mm-hmm. so I think there is still a burden placed squarely on the shoulders of all believers that they be doing something to see God's glory in all the nations. And I, I mean, I think, I think furthermore, that goes into we're talking about earlier with the church. But I, I think really and truly what it comes down to is that most people haven't really considered what gospel means for people. I don't think I don't think that that the majority of people who call themselves believers have really sat through the implications of what it means for the person who has never heard the gospel. Um, because if you if you if you sit and you go and dive into that, you have to come out differently. Um, so the kind of the the lukewarm theology that comes from not having wrestled through such a deep topic, it doesn't last when you've been there and you look at and you look at Romans chapter one, uh, especially verse twenty, without excuse, uh, and you look at these things and you say, wow. This means that if people have not heard the gospel, that they are without excuse. Uh, and, and so I think that people haven't really wrestled through their own responsibility in, uh, in sharing the gospel to all nations. I think, I think one of the main reasons is missions has been kind of mystified, if you will, and it's, and it's become... It's become what the Christian elite do almost. It's, it's become something that your normal person isn't involved in other than maybe you know a, a week or two every year. Uh, and that's because I think, I think the church as a whole doesn't talk about missions enough. Uh, I, I don't think the church does a, does a, does a great job about going through passages of the Bible and pointing out the fact that from Genesis to Revelation, the story of the Bible is God working to get his own fame and his own renown and his glory from all the nations. I mean, from from the very beginning of the Bible in, in Genesis chapter 12, there are nations established for the first time. God makes a covenant with Abraham to say that you're gonna, your descendants are going to bless the nations. And so God, nations cares about his own fame among the nations. And you see that all the way through the Bible uh, up until Revelation, uh, and you see every tribe, tongue, nation, and people, those, those things. So you see it all throughout the Bible, but, but churches don't hit on that enough. Uh, and, and especially, in my opinion, it's the need for reaching unreached people. Uh, you know, the, the church might talk about uh, a mission trip to, uh, to, to some place that talk about, uh, you know, maybe something here and there, but, they, but largely the church doesn't talk about the need of unreached people, people who have no access to the gospel. They couldn't hear the gospel even if they wanted to. Uh, and, and so in my opinion, the church that mentions the unreached every Sunday is mm. is doing a good job. They're 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 at a point <laughs> where they're talking about the unreached enough. Um, just because the David Platt says the greatest tragedy in the world is that people don't have the opportunity to hear the gospel. Uh, and I mean that's absolutely true. I mean it, it should 
it should it should shake us to the core that there are people who will be born, will live, and will die without ever having access to the gospel, without ever having the opportunity to hear the story. It's not there. It's not that they're refusing that story. It's that they haven't had the chance to hear it, and that should move us to action. In my opinion, more than anything else should. Mm, amen. That's really great. Yeah, David Platt's sure a good one. He's got. I think a good pulse on a lot of those topics, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. That's great. Well, the final question is, I think another one that uh, you that you told me that you that uh, those of you here at uh, uh, there at Forefront Experience are talking a lot about, and so I'm curious to know what you think. Our third question is, finally, for the average Joe or Jane Christian, uh, what are the top ways you would suggest for him or her to see Great Commission fulfillment in their lives. And of course, the kind of the idea there is, so someone hears what you're talking about and they go, boy, I need to figure this out. Kind of, how can I, how can I see Great Commission fulfillment in uh, my own life? What are the top two or three things that you would suggest for them? Yeah, so so kind of the kind of the phrase that we use for this this kind of a question is what we want to see is we want to see people reaching for the unreached. Uh, and so there's lots of people that use the phrase reach the unreached, but but the four in there um, because what we want to see is we want to see people regardless of where they are or what they're doing, we want to see them doing whatever they can to reach. That's going to look very different for the 50-year-old businessman than it is for the 25-year-old stay-at-home mom. Uh, Regardless, we want to see people uh, across the board doing everything they can to reach for the unreached. And so some of the ways that I – that the number one would be to support a missionary financially. Uh, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense when you think about it. Matthew 16 is there, your heart will be also. And so, um, you know, mm. your your treasure, your heart follows your treasure. And so, if you're thinking, man, I, I don't, I don't stand or or care about or have a heart for missions like I should, the greatest way to solve that problem is to start giving towards that. Uh, and, and you're those things and will grow and develop um, based on that giving. Uh, so, so that that would be that would be the, one of the top things. Another one of the things would be um, to pray for unreached people groups. Uh, there's so many different resources out there that can allow you to do that. Uh, Joshua Project, they have an app that you get. I mean, you can see an unreached people group every day, and you can pray for them. Uh, so, so I would say pray for an unreached people group, but also I would say pray for an unreached person by name. Uh, that's one of the things that we talk about a lot. Uh, if you don't know an unreached, if you don't know someone working in the unreached, uh, email your church or email a church that does, uh, and and do everything that you can, even if it requires you to go out of your way to find the name of an unreached person. Because praying for praying for a group and praying for a country is good, and it. it in my opinion, praying for a person specifically will change how you view missions because it's very easy to become lost. You know, it's very easy to become lost in the fact that there's 2.9 billion unreached people. I mean, we we can't we can't understand 
what that means. We can't understand, have no access to the gospel. Uh, and so for us, it's, it, it, it brings it home. It brings you have the name of an unreached person who lives in, a, who lives in an unreached place, in an unreached people group, and they don't have access to the gospel from whoever the, the missionary is that you've got their name from. And so pray for that unreached person uh, because it, it really will. It'll change your heart. Mm, that's great. thing that we talk about that's a little bit, that's a little bit different as well is the need to is the is the need to encourage a missionary um i, I you know missions is not uh, it's not glamorous and it's not easy uh, there are a lot of days that are very hard. Uh, that's not to say that it's not rewarding and it's not worthwhile because it is difficult. And on on those days, the things that get missionaries through are the are the things that come from home. The people who are, the people that send you messages say, "Hey, I'm praying for you. Uh, hey, we love you. We we care about. Hey, we're thinking about you. We're praying for you." Uh, and 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 that that's that means so much to people who are living on the field. I think I think finally I would say I would seriously consider whether or not God is calling you to the nation uh, in a way that is completely open-handed because I think I think all too often the the immediate response the knee-jerk response of an individual who hears something like what we're talking about is yes that's great for fill in the blank of any number of people that aren't myself. Oh, right. Um, oh, right. <laughs> and, and so I think, I think what needs to happen is there needs to be more people who sit down and, and seriously ask God, whether or not he is calling them to the nations, because the, the 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 scape of missions has changed. You can use your vocation, you can use your degree, you can use the things that you're passionate about and the things that you're great at. You can use those things just as effectively as what would be a traditional missionary uh, or a church planner or something like that. You can use those things to impact the nations just as much. Um, and, and so I would sit down and I would seriously consider uh, whether or not God is calling you to go yourself uh, and, and do that with open hands. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think, I think those are some great ways. Also, um, get involved where you are. Get involved with international. Every, every place just about in the United States has internationals that you can get involved mm-hmm. with, whether those, are, whether those are people who have come there for business or uh, whether those are international students or whether those are refugees. I would say get involved right where you are because the more you get involved where you are, the more you're going to want to get involved uh, in the nations and the more you're going to want to bring people alongside you. So, yeah, I think, I think all of those are, are great ways uh, to, to get involved with the fulfillment of the Great Commission uh, just right where you are. That's great, Matt. And, you know, I caught on especially to what you said about each person seriously considering whether or not God is calling you to the nations. And, you know, in this um, uh, talk that I give about the Great Commission, uh, I have what I call the six steps to uh, Great Commission fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And one of them is, you know, just tell God you're willing to go anywhere at any time at any cost for him. And then the next one is if he tells you to lay down your current job or career, uh, obey and go. And because I, I run across people from time to time, too, who uh, God has given them a heart for a particular place, but they count the cost and maybe they think the cost is too high. And yet, boy, if God's called you to go. 
it's time to obey and go, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, you know, there's that. That's one of those things that that that, that type of that particular no to God and that particular disobedience will will leave you so unfulfilled. Um, you know, and 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 like you said, I mean, I think there are lots of people who who sit down and and their hand is is maybe halfway open, uh, and they say maybe I'll go if if I think it's easy enough, and maybe I won't if it. And they count the cost and they see that it's too difficult. But in reality, there will be a day when no sacrifice seems too big. Uh, and so we need to keep uh, living in light of that day when no sacrifice that we've made is too big. Uh, and so, I mean, I think, I think that's, that's kind of the, the, the word that I would give somebody who's, who's on the cusp of figuring out whether or not they should, whether or not they should really dive in, uh, or whether or not they shouldn't, but you know, it, it does require sacrifice. There's no getting around it. it. Does require sacrifice, but the reward for that sacrifice is 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 the reason why you do it. That's exactly right. Well, that's that's great stuff. Uh, give folks uh, an idea of kind of how they can get in touch with your organization if you've got uh, some folks that are listening that want to uh, check out your organization. How can they best connect with you all uh yeah absolutely they can go to forefrontexperience.com uh you can you can just google it and you can find it there uh or you can also connect with us on on twitter forefront exp is our uh, is our twitter handle and so uh, yeah i mean we love we love connecting with people we love uh just meeting people and encouraging people and uh, spurring people on, even if it's even if it's not with us, if we can do anything and connect in any way, uh, we'd love to do it. We just want to see uh, we want to see more more laborers out there. Uh, so anything that we can do to make that happen, we'd be more than willing to help. Okay, Matt, thanks for joining us today on our latest episode of our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the interview with Matt and I hope it was such an encouragement and can you know the when I mean, it's interesting because the our friend Matt actually uh, he echoed a lot of the quotes actually that we've talked about before some of these you know we always mm. talk about these missionary greats and you know I mean part of what made them great was I think they had just such a such a sort of a handle on sort of our obligation in the Great Commission and uh you know how how we could do more uh and so matt is kind of right there in that same vein so uh we really appreciate matt and i know he just gave his full his full uh sort of contact information so i would just encourage everyone to to uh to contact them uh he he made himself abundantly he made it abundantly clear that he was uh, open to other people contacting them and i would just encourage folks to be able to do that so so ken uh give folks an idea of uh real quick i know i'm always mentioning how how people can get in touch with me uh, are there some ways folks want to get in touch with you on i know you're on twitter and sure whatnot sure at ken watmore uh on twitter and my last name is just the words what and more crashed together in the middle so that's um, easy but they can also get uh, to us just by you know 
either one of us through made for missions uh, hashtag made for missions everything you do on twitter please yeah uh, that's right and then, uh, they can go to your website mikefalkenstein.com uh, they can contact you through at missions mike and i'll be easily reached through any of those uh, vehicles as well so okay great um and we want to be there for people to yeah, do definitely that. Um, our hope for the listening audience is that you when you feel uh that you're have you maybe have more questions about getting involved in missions uh maybe it's the first time your uh, heart has been stirred to want to do something whether it's in your backyard if it's going overseas uh, mike's a fantastic resource uh and there are other resources we can help connect you to as well that's right that's right so yeah i really appreciate that uh, well, folks, thanks for, for joining us. And uh, let me just real quick, Ken, also just mention our next episode because you and I have just been talking about kind of what's coming next. Mm-hmm. So I'll kind of prime uh, folks on that. So, you know, I think especially after the interview with Matt, there was just something that the Lord was doing in my own heart about maybe an episode that would just encourage people, those folks who are, yeah, they're considering and they're feeling like the Lord's stirring, and they're interested maybe in, in being involved, but obviously uh, the the question is always, what exactly do I do with that? Yeah, yeah. You know, what exactly do I do with it? I don't really know, and I'm just here, and, you know, my hometown, and I don't know quite what to do, so we're going to hopefully give you all some resources, some encouragement to, to actually step out and, and be involved, and again, as we've mentioned a million times, you can be involved you know, right in your neighborhood or in your state or just in the state next to you or, or around the world. And so, uh, so, so we'll give hopefully some folks, some good, uh, opportunity to, to know how to do that, some encouragement and some resources to be able to go forward. So, uh, so anyway, uh, thanks everyone for joining us and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast. 